Hey, it's Big Joe for your trusted local independent American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning dealer, Absolute Comfort. Chris Wedekin is the owner, and he tells us why many homeowners are giving up their air conditioners for a high-efficiency heat pump. By removing your air conditioner and replacing it with a heat pump, you are not only saving by getting a higher-efficiency air conditioner, the heat pump works in reverse and saves you money in the wintertime as well. See if a heat pump is the right move for you by going to absolutecomfort.org. Absolute Comfort is your trusted local independent American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning dealer. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com Rob Kendall, Jim Merritt. Abdul Hakeem Shabazz. The program is State House Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. I'll start with you, Merritt. How are you? I'm well. <laughs> uh, then I'll go to you, Abdul. How are you? I never knew a black man could be so happy. Well, you live a very, very charmed life. Uh, speaking of being happy, someone who is not happy this week, someone's plural, uh, Greg Pence and Suzanne Crouch, uh, they're having a rough week collectively, uh, and I feel like they have each other to blame. So if you are not familiar with what's taken place, now, Abdul, you reported this, this was a month, month ago? Months, months ago. Mo- yeah, that allegedly Suzanne Crouch was interested in picking Greg Pence as her running mate to be lieutenant governor in her campaign for governor. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. And then somehow this resurfaced in an article in The Republic, which is a newspaper there in Columbus, and Robert Vane, who is the spokesperson for... Suzanne Crouch said he used the word consideration. Greg Pence is under consideration. Well, Greg Pence had also given Suzanne Crouch $35,000. So when you put it all together, people began assuming, yeah, I guess Greg Pence is going to be her running mate. And then it quickly dissolved within a matter of hours after we covered it on our radio show. Uh, Abdul, I'll start with you. What can you tell us about what actually happened? Because that went from... Yeah, under consideration, $35,000 to Suzanne Crouch telling Brian Howie, yeah, uh, Pence can kick rocks. He's got to run for lieutenant governor like everyone else. Well, the, the thing is, it's, the, the story is a little bit more, it's, it's classic Indiana politics. It's a little bit more complicated than what uh, is on the surface. And it'll probably uh, I'll be spelled a new cheat sheet uh, this weekend, by the way, just quick FYI, get the. Yes, out, sure. Everyone should go to indiepolitics.org and subscribe and pick, pick to your a, cheat sheet. Yes. Pick up a subscription for the prices go up. Um yeah, they are. The prices are going up. Oh, by the I, way. I checked no <laughs> on my box. Ooh, I checked no on the survey. Apparently, I was ignored in the order I was received. Yeah, so the story's a little bit more involved. The, the The question is, who is pushing Greg Pence? It is was it Suzanne Crouch who was pushing Greg Pence, or was it someone else who was pushing Greg Pence? And all roads right now don't necessarily don't necessarily lead to Suzanne Crouch pushing Greg Pence to be, be to be her lieutenant gubernatorial candidate, but possibly. Uh, Someone in the someone close to Greg Penn. So I'm still trying to dot some I's and cross some T's. So that'll be out uh, this weekend in the cheat sheet. All right, Merritt. You do you know Greg Pence? I I've met him. I'm sorry. I know I know the vice president, but I I'm also I, sorry about that. <laughs> I, I'm quite fond of the vice vice president, but uh, uh, no, I don't know Greg Pence. It seems like an odd pick because the Pence name, especially. In a modern Trump world, and Mike Pence is making more enemies by the day, as we talked about on this show, it seems like an odd pick because what does he really bring you in terms of a Republican primary? Not a whole lot, but if I'm Greg Pence, I'm really mad. 
I'm I'm ticked <laughs> because uh, we know we move around, and when you when you're at dinners, Republican dinners, when you're at events, you always hear uh, about Greg Pence talking about becoming lieutenant governor, and. Uh, so and we know butt. Greg like that, like Pence that, was pushing Greg Pence. That's the scuttlebutt then, right? This was not like something just came out of left field. No, this has been talked about forever. And uh, our friend Robert Vane, God yeah. bless him, trying to represent this to the media <laughs> is has been very difficult. And You know, we had the tweet last week about the Board of Health two weeks ago. Uh, it, it's, you know, campaigns are kind of rehearsal. Uh, for what you're going to do as governor. Well, first of all, to talk about having a lieutenant governor before you win the primary is, you know, the quintessential cart before the horse. And, and, and campaigns are kind of a dry, dry run or rehearsal of exactly how you're going to be as governor. Because running for governor, Abdul, I think I'll run. <laughs> yeah, good. I like that. Maybe <clears throat> we'll have somebody, it's just a, somebody worth covering in this whole thing. Well, we need a disruptor. Yeah. And, and, uh, and you know, God bless Curtis Hill. He's trying. But anyway, the, the whole idea behind a governor campaign is to kind of show people exactly how you're going to operate. And, and, and it's about gathering trust. It's about gathering um, the idea that you can lead the state of Indiana. And right now... Uh, God bless Robert Vane because that's a dysfunctional bunch right now. Okay. See, but I, I would argue from from a, from the broader perspective, it does bring into question how Indiana picks its lieutenant gubernatorial candidates. Because I think it's odd that the governor runs in the primary, but the lieutenant gubernatorial candidate is picked at a convention by convention delegates. And so now we may have a a, a contested contest for the first time since I've been here mm-hmm. in Indiana for lieutenant governor. Use this like attorney general, secretary of state. It's usually never the never the lieutenant governor. Uh, back in Illinois, I want to say in the late 70s, early 80s, uh, the governor and lieutenant governor were picked separately in different elections. You ran for governor, you had a candidate run for lieutenant governor, and they just sort of forced marriage. Well, what ended up happening was one of the old, you, you remember this, Jeff, the Lyndon LaRouche people, mm-hmm. who, were, who were sort of the, the precursor to today's crazy, mm-hmm. they ran a candidate who won the lieutenant governor candidate, where Adelaide Stevenson III won the candidate, won the race for, for governor. And so, like, we don't. So the Democrats are like, we don't want these Larushi nutballs. Mm-hmm. So they had to create a third party. So Adlai Stevens had to step down, pick a lieutenant gubernatorial candidate, and we had Republican rule in Illinois for heck from '76 to like almost like '94, '98. Mm-hmm. And back in the '80s in, in Indiana, uh, you had all sorts of people running for lieutenant governor. Probably as many as five candidates: John Mutz, Kermit Burroughs, just a, a whole. A uh, crew of people who were vying to be Bob Orr's running mate in 1988, and uh, uh, it's uh, excuse me in 1980, and and uh, John Mutz won that election, and so it's it has a dotted uh, a dotted past, and uh, I I just kind of wish all these governor candidates would just run as governor, and then and, and what has happened in the past is say to the convention delegate this who i is who i would like to run in the november election and have the convention picket and uh, uh you know 
You see, but uh, okay, I'm so we're talking about talking about this. Uh, you can you can do whatever you want. Saturdays one to three. I'm the host <laughs> here. I have to reset who you people are. This is radio. Uh, it's Statehouse Happenings. I'm Rob Kendall. That's Jim Merritt. Spent 30 years in the Indiana Senate. Uh, Abdul Keep Shabazz. Well, you know him. He's the man with all the information. Okay, so real quick on this. First of all, we need more people named Kermit running for public office. <laughs> Absolutely. And two, Abdul, I'll start with you on this. Robert Vane, spokesperson, whatever, communications director, whatever we call him for Suzanne Crouch. We know Robert. We really like Robert. He's a pro's pro. There's no way, right, he just went off the cuff and goes, yeah, she's considering Greg Pence. She got, he had to get marching orders to say that, didn't he? Yes and no. <laughs> how's, how's that for I'm a more yes. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a total Abdul answer. <laughs> how's that for a total Abdul answer? Can you expand on that? What, what I heard was, was that, uh, like I said, once again, this will be in the cheat sheet uh, Saturday or Sunday, <laughs> is that Vane was like working on uh, multiple different projects at this at that time when they got the recall from the reporter. And so he was just trying to like keep the reporter happy but still get all the stuff done. So Robert may not necessarily have been fully concentrating on oh, on that at the time. Interesting. But, but, that, that, but that's all cheat sheet Well, stuff. that's if that's the case, uh, and I'm sure Robert would, he's a great guy, would be happy to come on and answer that question. Maybe we'll try to get him on the show. Uh, depending, I, I want you to put your cheat sheet out first because I want to. I don't want to steal your thunder. I want you to make money. You're looking at your, your skin and bones. You're, you're wasting away, Merritt. If that's the case, and you've been, you know, you were in the Indiana Senate for 30 years, you won a lot of elections. That's a pretty unforgivable thing. The headache that that might have caused. Oh, I, I think this is an incredible headache. I mean, it, it is something that the Crouch campaign. Um, it, it's a fire that they can't put out right now because we're talking about it. And it demonstrates kind of dysfunction. And governor campaigns really want to, they want to be in sync. They they don't want any outside. They, I, they just, Abdul, they just want to go to the state fair. They just want to have uh, a cohesive time until they think they should be starting to talk about issues, which I, I think was yesterday, last week, last quarter. I, I think these candidates have to come to the surface and say, this is what I want to do with Department of Correction. Uh, this is what I want to do with, um, y- you know, the assets of, of education in the state of Indiana. Uh, Suzanne Crouch, to her benefit, has talked about mental health. We need to get to know all these candidates, and Brad Chambers probably going to add to it. Well, the well, thing to keep in mind, too, is that also, uh, just to put all this in perspective, we've got nine months to go before the primary. So, this is this story about Lieutenant, about Suzanne Crouch and Greg Pence. It's 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 nice political fodder, but at the end of the day, most regular people aren't paying attention to any of this. Well, well yeah, but the, but, the, but it's inside baseball, yeah, it's, Abdul. Yeah, it's it's inside baseball. So the only people talk about it are the, are the political class. But there's going to be 27 governor candidates, so the people that are inside baseball are going to elect the next wait, governor wait, wait, wait. of state of Indiana. Are you guys saying I'm part of the political class? Yes, you are. <laughs> oh, Congratulations. What am I? I'm like Rodney Dangerfield and Caddyshack, right? Like they're just trying to get me out from the moment I get in. Diddy, uh, would you like to mow my yeah, lawn? Yeah, but few people, Robert. Uh, vote in the primary yeah here's where i think this is different though because the fact that she backpedaled she being suzanne backpedaled out of this so fast it shows that there was some serious issue with the name greg pence so that's the next question i would ask you guys there was a time where the pence family name was royalty and i think there was a time where she probably would have said oh absolutely i'm considering greg pence greg is a great guy what has happened where the pence name is apparently so toxic that you've got Suzanne. I mean, I hope she looked both ways before she started backing that bus up. Uh, couldn't get out of this fast enough. W- what happened to the Pence name? 
Well, I think it was an understanding a long time ago that he was going to be the candidate. You think it was a thing? Oh, I thought oh, big time. I, you know, we have Representative Speedy, who has been going to meetings in the congressional about, district. Yep, talk about ready for the sixth congressional district. Oh yeah, no, wait, wait, wait to replace about, Pence. So, wait, 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 time, time, time. So it's it was so it was so in stone. The Greg uh, uh, Speed, Mike, Mike Speedy, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. He's a state rep. Yes. He was actually. And I guess I did read this in the cheat sheet, didn't I? That must have been yep. where I read it. Yes, oh, absolutely. absolutely. Which place should look? Uh, it's not like I'm, I'm not only uh, I'm not only uh, I'm, I'm also a client. I'm, not a dealer. <laughs> I'm also a subscriber. Uh, this so this was so that makes it real hard for her to go. No, I never was going to do that. Oh, I think it was a done deal. I everybody I know, Abdul and Robert, in the political um, class universe. nest. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a perfect word for it. A giant nest of actually, actually, I think more like a hive is more appropriate <laughs> phrase. Everybody y'all. I know thought it was a done deal that Greg Pence, Gregory Pence, was going to be the lieutenant governor candidate, and our our friend Micah. Probably, uh, he's probably got a, a a reservoir of support out there. Yeah, what? that's conservative. That Pence was going to bring to the to the team, the the uh, Suzanne team, and so I think it's a a real situation I, I, that there's probably a lot of hurt feelings. There's probably a lot of anger. I want I want to get to Mike in a second because he to me is the big winner in all this. But I'll ask you guys that in a second. How does okay? Abdul, how, like, how would that phone call the go then? Let's say Merritt's premise is correct, and you got. I mean, the fact that a guy's out running for Congress, uh, you know, and it's Mike Speedy, he's not like some super outsider. Uh, to give some merit to that, no pun intended. There's more people too. Well, so how does that phone call from Suzanne Crouch to Greg Pence go? Uh, sorry about the whole, uh, you know. Uh, uh, deal we had there. Uh, you're you're out because you're not helping me. I mean, well, like what what? How does that even work? No, or how I, would that how would that even work? I've known Suzanne Crouch for years, and if I know her, the first thing that came out of her mouth was WTF. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing that when she started reading this, what the blank is going on here, Greg? What the heck is going on, Robert? What's going on? Then talk to her campaign staff. So it does surprise, but once again, I remind folks though. The primary is still nine months away. We got to get through municipal elections. Is, is it should this be a concern for the Crouch campaign? Yes, but I think at the end of the day, though, this is more of a tempest in a teacup because yeah. by by heck, in a, in a month we'll be talking about something totally completely different. We talk about all the mayoral stuff. You right. might, you yeah. might be talking about something different. I guarantee on this show, any chance we get to take a swipe at old Fredo Pence and silent Suzanne Crouch, we're going to take it. Robert, uh, thirty-five thousand dollars. Yeah. Greg Pence gave her thirty-five thousand dollars. Thirty-five thousand dollars, <laughs> and you would think that uh, Greg uh, Congressman Pence has a great relationship with U.S. Senator Braun. Yeah, and they're probably a little bit more alike in in their philosophies. So. This is something that I think people were calling Greg Pence, who were in the political no, that were saying, if you run for lieutenant governor, when are you gonna when are you gonna announce this? Yeah. So I can announce for the primary for the for the US congressional district of which you re- represent, when are you gonna do it so I can announce right away? I think that was all going on. Rob Kendall, Jim Merritt, Abdul Keep Shabazz, program State House Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics. Talking about this just I mean, it's a, kind of an unbelievable story. Of, it's like putting trying to put together a Rubik's cube in the dark with your behind with your hands behind your back. I mean, it's such a. I mean, because it's got big names, it's got the big office, it's got you know what appeared to be maybe some sort of deal between two very high profile people that has fallen apart. Uh, of course, we're talking about Suzanne Crouch is running for governor. 
now taking, it appears, Greg Pence being her running mate, unless he wins at a convention, off the table. I maintain, and this is why I said when he ran, I was super excited he was running. Micah Beckwith is the big winner in this. Look, I, I like Micah. I support Micah. You know, not that anybody didn't already know that. But the reason I was glad he was running is because this sort of stuff was going to get exposed and let's have it out and let's let the people pick and let's get the closed room backdoor deals out of the equation. And that's why he, in part, said he was running to eliminate that. He certainly appears to have been proven correct because it looked like this is what was going to happen and his candidacy exposed that. Jim, you're first. Well, first of all, Diego Morales, when he ran for Secretary of State, brought a lot of people into the party. And that's why he got the nod at that convention. And a lot of those people... Competency not required in that race. (laughs) Well... He's now the Secretary of State. Boy, he sure is. And, and there's some more news coming out about him relatively soon, too, oh, by the way. okay. Oops, I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> My bad. Well, he's now the Secretary of State. Those people are still in the party. Those people uh, that are fine um, citizens, fine Hoosiers, are conservative and could likely be Micah's support system in the convention. So that throws another factor into next year's convention and so i i think uh i think abdul's right that the greg pence for lieutenant governor uh probably doesn't have legs although it's running over him uh and and, and finishing him in the dust and leaving him in the sorry place as a u.s congressman but um micah couldn't be more pleased that this was happening. He seemed very happy. You see, but see, but here's something else to keep in mind, though. Um, and once again, in the in the, in the in the political bubble that we live in, we may not even have a convention, or well, there'll, there'll be a convention next year because you got to uh, do your uh, uh, attorney general candidate. But the lieutenant governor position may be taken away from the delegates. Okay, I'm, so I'm, well, I'm, I'm, well, he- I'm hearing I'm hearing rumblings that there may be legislation introduced that would no longer make the lieutenant governor a nominated nominated convention, but have the governor actually pick their candidate. They sort of run together in the primary. Okay, so let's go there. I was going to wait because I thought maybe you might put that in your cheat sheet, but you introduced it, so let's go there. I have heard that too. I have heard uh, Greg Pence was one of the people pushing for that. <laughs> that would be a – Jim, I'll start with you. If the legislature did that, that would be a train wreck in terms of ramifications because everyone would know they are doing it to keep Micah Beckwith from being lieutenant governor. But the supermajorities in the Republican House and Senate, they're arrogant enough they may just not care and do it anyway. What say you? Well, first of all, state law, usually a piece of legislation uh, takes effect on July 1st of the year that it's been passed. And so the legislature is going to have to put a caveat, an amendment, a a a emergency legislation, a clause that make it emergency legislation. So, uh, so the Republican supermajority in the Senate and the House are going to say that there's an emergency because Micah is running for lieutenant governor. Actually, I would argue it's an emergency because you have so many candidates running for governor. As opposed to, like, say, maybe two, we got, like, what? Uh, anybody here who's not running for governor take a step forward? Let's put it that way. Get right. out of here. The, you think the Flanders boys, that's what they're going to come out with and go, there's too many people running for governor. This is an emergency. I would say yes. You think Rod yeah, and Todd the, are I mean, gonna- Hey, trust me, I've seen worse. 
<laughs> and and so and Jim's that been coming. Boat don't float. And Jim's been covering these people longer than I have. So we we yeah. well, trust me. Oh, oh yeah. We yeah. we've yeah. seen we've seen emergencies yeah, pop up yeah, all the yeah, time. We all have, but but it 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 just doesn't make a whole lot of sense uh, to to do that. And and it would be construed as an anti Mica Beckwith uh, campaign for lieutenant governor. And those are the individuals uh, that I, I I said before that Diego brought into the into the um, party who are going to want to make that decision, and that's kind of the bedrock of the Republican Party. So uh, the Senate and the House leaders are going to really tick off the bedrock of the party, right? And they don't want to do that in election year. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com uh, It is Statehouse Happenings. Rob Kendall, Jim Merritt, Abdul Hakeem Shabazz. Let's talk about something else, and that is let's bring it a little closer to home, and you two are both uniquely qualified to talk about this because, well, you have both run for this office, mayor of Indianapolis. Uh, Jefferson Shreve just keeps running ads about how he wants to take away your guns and the stupid gun control ads. He's done, right? Whichever one of you wants to take this first, he's done. I would I will not say he's done because once again a day in politics is a is a lifetime and we've got what uh, September October November still two three months to go in the mayor's race, although early voting starts uh what October third ish about a month before right. uh, early voting begins, so if he's going to do some sort of course correction or or amendment, uh you better you should have been doing it like weeks ago, and my my thing was this is any and Jim you know this any policy you put out uh, as a candidate whether it's mayor state rep governor president. It should always be about addition. It should always be about adding more voters than losing voters. Because obviously, every policy plan is going to make some people happy. It's going to make some people upset. You just got to make more people happy than mad. And what I think Jefferson did uh, with his with the with the gun portion of his anti crime plan is it was a net loss mm-hmm. because it's the same as so Joe Hogg says for the most part. And if you're an undecided Democrat or Independent, you're you're probably still going to be undecided, and you take off that portion of your base that's you know pro Second Amendment. So. At the end of the day, who are you listening to? Right. And <clears throat> the whole idea behind campaigns is to talk about your opponent. And, uh, and Abdul, I talked to you about this when you became an opponent and you agreed. But, uh, and, and yet, Jefferson Shreve should have been on May 10th or sometime after a brief respite talking about the May 2020 riots. And where was Joe? And if they're not going to answer that, what would you do differently next time? So we have confidence that we're protected, that there's leadership, that um, the the public is calm, and that uh, statues aren't being defaced, that windows aren't going to be broken, people won't die. What is going to happen next time? That's what all campaigns are about, is telling us how you're going to lead. And and, uh, Joe hasn't done it. And Jefferson Shreve hasn't done it yet. And he need Jefferson, if there's any way of rescuing this campaign, he has to demonstrate that Joe is a terrible leader and he can't be trusted. And if the, if a if a crisis happens again, that Jefferson Shreve is the very best to lead us.
Abdul? No, I, I tend to agree. And the, and the other thing, too, is to keep in mind, why would you take the, 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 the biggest silver bullet in your chamber, since we're talking about guns, you may as well use a bullet reference, and basically take, there. Yeah, basically basically take that ammunition and throw it out? Yeah, I, I don't understand that whatsoever. And uh, I, I, I don't know if it's the campaign people or if it's a poll, but I can tell you that everybody in Indianapolis was scared of that that night, those two nights, and and that has scarred Indianapolis. Indianapolis is a place that is welcoming. Indianapolis is a place that is a convention city. And why wouldn't you have a campaign that demonstrates that you can lead us in a crisis? Now, now, we'll say this about polling. Uh, I've been talking to my pollster lately, and we're actually going to do some polling uh, in about a month or so. Uh, well, the election's over. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you, you have to have that repetition. You have to um, project that leadership. Uh, it, it, it should have happened yesterday, but, uh, you, you know, if you had $5 million, if I had, would have had $5 million, Abdul I know what five, I would if, be if doing. If Abdul had $5 million, he wouldn't be here. Let's just get that uh, <laughs> Let's just get well, that. It's up. like, where's Waldo yeah. in that game? Well, where's so, Joe? So, And you guys know this, Jim. You won a lot of elections in the Senate. No one would have won what you went up against in 2019, given the lack of help you got from the party. Abdul, you know this, this too. A big part, especially when you're in a registration disadvantage like a Republican would be in Marion County, you got to make people believe in you. Greg Ballard came from out of nowhere, but people kind of believed in him by the end because he was, you know, a straight-talking, you know, Marine, tough guy, whatever. And also, and also Greg Ballard did not make any major missteps. Yeah, you're, you're right. And, and with Jefferson Shree, while clearly he's a very successful businessman, the dude could be worth a billion dollars, and he's clearly very bright, there's nothing when you look at him and this campaign has given you no reason um, – there's no reason to look at this guy and go, yeah, I just I can't wait to vote for him. Like, there's nothing he's doing that would make you say, man, I can't wait to get out and knock on doors or put out signs or vote for this guy. Well, I, I, I always think that campaigns are about projecting leadership. But I also think that uh, Joe's had eight years. It's he His term is up. His turn is up. And I think that's how you have to – you know, I don't like negative campaigning, but but it's it's all there. The history is there. The city is no better in eight years, and and uh, four more. What are you going to do with the next four? And and the opponent hasn't said what he's going to do for the next four, other than shut down Broderbull. It's it's a classic. Uh, it's a classic. Eight is enough. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, the eight years is a lot. Yeah, and. Um, when when Bart Peterson was run for mayor, he did some good things as mayor, uh, but you could tell when you I, I chaired the Ballard campaign, you could tell that Mayor Peterson was tired. Yes, and I and what what did it for me, Jim, was when the mayor put out his Indie Works three proposal because the mm-hmm. first one was a big news conference, second one was you know big fanfare, the third one was just a news release and a booklet, and that was right. That it, was it. It was a shadow of yeah. the Peterson plan. Yeah. And uh, that was his first campaign. And everybody knew how Bart Peterson was going to be as mayor. Uh, Jim, question. Yes. Do you miss being in politics? Oh, yes. Really? I do. 
Like, I, I, cause like I, and I was not in it as nearly as long as you were. And there will be like a fleeting moment where I will miss it, like a policy or something. I'll go, man, I wish I was in there to blah, blah, blah. And then I'll go, I'm really glad I'm not in there anymore. I like my job much better now. You miss it. Oh, yeah. I, um, Do you if regret it wasn't, getting out? If, if it wasn't for, it would cost four or five million dollars uh, to run for governor in the primary, number one. Two, 500 signatures in every county. Uh, I'd be out there right now. Do you regret getting out? Yeah, I do. Really? I, yeah. I, I love I, your honesty. I, yeah, I do regret I'd it. I'd never sell that if I th- were There you. are a lot of things. Uh, the Republicans, God bless them, have been in charge since Mitch since Mitch op- opened the door. Great governor, two terms. But the, go- the Republicans have been in charge for a long time. State government needs a complete overhaul. There is so much dead wood there. And, and there are so many things that need to be talked about it. And, you know, Indiana Capital Chronicle has done a really good job. Abdul, you've done a really good job of demonstrating that the supermajority, that Republicans, albeit great people, but there just needs to be a disruption. And that's what I would have been. What's the old phrase? Every once in a while, the tree of liberty must be pruned every once in a while. Oh, it, it, there's there a lot. They get the shears out. <laughs> Abdul Jefferson over here. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're moving on up to the east uh, side. <laughs> yes, Robert. It, it's uh, I wake up every day, and there's 150 people at the state house look in the mirror and think they could be governor. Uh, real quick, before we go, we got about 20 seconds. Where can people find you, Jim Merritt? Merritt in the morning. I, we're having John Ketzenberg. Oh. He loves the environment. John Ketzenberger from yeah. the yes, he he's an environmentalist. Former newsman, good friend of all of ours, and uh, really enjoy. We're, we're Merit in the Morning on Thursday morning at Cafe Audrey in the Fort. Find it on Facebook, on Twitter. You can watch the podcast there. Abdul, uh, about uh, 20 seconds. What are you working on this Saturday for Abdul at large? Uh, actually, speak to my old criminal law professor, a gentleman named David Harris. He teaches at the University of Pittsburgh about the Trump indictment from the sort of 30,000-foot level. Here's, here's what indictment is. Here's how it works. Interesting. Here's, uh, here's what he thinks of the president's defenses. So it's a really good conversation we'll have this Which weekend. Which indictment? Uh, yeah, exactly. Which one? Uh, Abdul, Hakeem Shabazz, Jim Merritt, you people are national treasures. We're glad to have you. Thank you, my friends. Thank you. Thank you. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com, and I know you will, too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com Rob Kendall, Abdul Akim Shabazz, Jim Merritt. The program Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Don't forget, you can find Jim Merritt on Twitter at Jim underscore Merritt, at Jim underscore Merritt. Abdul's on Twitter at A-T-T-Y Abdul, at A-T-T-Y Abdul. Me, I'm on Twitter at Rob M. Kendall, at Rob M. Kendall. And you can hear me weekdays 9 until noon, the Kendall and Casey Show on 93.1 WIBC. For Abdul Akim Shabazz, for Jim Merritt, I'm Rob Kendall. You've been listening to Statehouse Happenings.